Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another segment of Sex in the City viewing with Annie, who's never seen it before. Da, 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 da. And it. we are on episode <laughs> five, so slowly coming through yes. Um, yes. <laughs> with our watch and viewing parties, and hopefully you all are enjoying it as well. Um, again, we can release the watch along with us if yes. you are interested. If you yes. want like a riff tracks, we can do that. We I guess have we it. can do like uh, like a Sunday release. Mm-hmm. Can we ask for more money? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but we are on episode five, and can you give us a recap of all the recaps? Okay, okay. Let me try to make it different than the last recap I did. So we got introduced to the characters. They went to a club. They made a lot of '90s references yes. that probably many of us don't get. And How dare you? <laughs> they talked about many topics that we still discuss today, including the differences between how men and women have sex. I would say beauty mm-hmm. versus intelligence stereotypes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then we had twenty somethings versus thirty somethings, and what does that look like for thirty something women to date? 20-something men and it being a designer drug, and then also single women and married women and the great divide yes. that they discussed. The Bay, the bay of Pigs. Mm-hmm. Or the Bay of Married Pigs. Yes. All right, all right. So that's good, that's good. So we are now on episode five, and the title of this episode is The Power of Female Sex. Yes. What do you think that means, <laughs> Annie? I'm very intrigued by this because I saw the title and I was like, ooh, that's an interesting title. I'm wondering, I think I'm way off with this, but I'm wondering if there is kind of a plot line of either withholding, women withholding sex and, and the power that comes, they feel that comes from that and getting men to do stuff through doing that, or the opposite and I know this is cheating, but this is just my brain working. Or the opposite of really being able to to pleasure a man in this case. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. All right. We've got our guesses. <laughs> okay. People are keeping score, and he's probably been scoring about uh, 40 to 60% in most of the episodes. Yeah. I'm getting a solid half star per yeah. episode, I think. So she would be failing in school terms. <laughs> and we're starting. I'm kind of somebody. Oh, and Sam is coming in saying she's kind of somebody. somebody. I have never felt confident enough to say that in my entire life. Are we somebodies? For what I reason? You're somebody to me. Yeah, <laughs> you need to open a restaurant that allows me to go to the beginning and be very popular. <laughs> Can we please talk about this over lunch somewhere else? Or somewhere like New Jersey where we might actually get seated? Do you realize... If she were a man, not only would we be eating right now, but they'd be sending over free drinks. Oh, oh I see. I Sam's saying if it was a man, Sam would have gotten her way. 
Yeah, if, if she had bribed a man or gone up to a man, he would have given her her way. That's interesting. Very, very wealthy. He has a tiny little penis, but he knows exactly how to oh, use okay. it. Oh, so oh, Carrie ran into her Italian friend who was dating an, a man named Carlos who just bought the shoes for her, which were like $400 shoes, from this man. Mm. And apparently the dude has a tiny penis. Yes, she told her that. Um, that's also probably a thing I wouldn't tell someone. I would tell someone. <laughs> I talk to my girls. So I, I can't lie. <laughs> I think in this situation, I wouldn't. No, if, my right. super close friends. Yeah, my I super would. close friends. We were talking about relationships. We were talking about sex. I would probably tell them. Oh, they're having a game night. Yeah, poker night. I love it. I do love that this is happening for this show because I've never seen a group of women just having a poker night. <laughs> yeah. In, in TV, that is. Mm. It's been a minute since I played poker, but I used to have some girl poker nights. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I had a whole poker box. Oh, wow. My partner has a whole set, he and did, he brought yeah. it out. Like, yeah. he has a mat. He has, like, all the things. It, it puts mine to shame. Lorena Bob. The Harvard Law of Lorena Bobbitt. You told me about her. I, I don't You don't know that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think, guys, you, a lot of the listeners, she's the one that cut off her husband's penis after he raped her. Yeah. And she got convicted. And it was kind of a joke because she threw it out the window. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then he got offered porn. Oh. Yeah. That's not fun. Gilles is an architect from Paris. Which, by the way, I know this dude. So, Gilles, who is supposed to be a French friend of Carrie's uh, Italian friend that's uh, there who's who bought her shoes. He is from the uh, coffee commercial that was really famous at that point in time. It was this one couple that was in all of the, I don't know if it was Folgers, but, and so my mind just goes to that, and I'm like, I wonder if that's his one acting gig outside of the commercial. Because he mm-hmm. got really big with that commercial. <laughs> I'll have to try to pull it up. Yeah, we gotta look it up now. I think you are too beautiful to be a writer. Mm, I think you are too charming to be an architect. (laughs) I think you should give up your life here and move with me to Paris immediately. I do find it funny that she is the uh, joker of the bunch. Like, she is so witty. And she's like, oh, God. But she's always having to perform. Because I feel like sometimes... I have to do that. Do you feel that way? I know you're good with storytelling. I'm good with one-liner sarcasticness. Yeah. And I feel like we constantly are doing that for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. No, it feels very, a lot of interactions I have, it's it's very much like calculation of what is this person, what will make them laugh, what will make them happy, here we go. And it sounds so callous, but we all do it. Right. Uh, I. This is my introverted, extroverted self of like, I will come out and I will perform the hell out of it, but I will not see you for two more weeks because I've just exhausted all <laughs> yes. of my energy doing this. And when I'm on, I'm on. Mm-hmm. After that, I'm done. Right. For a while. Yeah. For a long while. Oh, mm-hmm. But that's exactly what she was doing, which is why she gets brought out a lot. Yeah. She comes. I don't think that's ever addressed, but she, well, she does address a little bit about storytelling to couples mm-hmm. as a single person, but like in general as a storyteller. Yeah. You look so beautiful when you sleep. Mm. I didn't want to disturb you. 
She looks much better than I do when I wake oh, up yeah, in the morning. Absolutely. I definitely have become the look of the haggard wood witch <laughs> that I'm scared of myself. I'm like, oh, God, is that me? I look like a corpse that's reanimated, which I think is fair. I'm not, it doesn't look great, but I think that's natural. Um, but it does look like I am. I feel like I, I've never looked this bad up into the last two years of like, I feel like when I woke up in the morning previously, I didn't scare myself. <laughs> and now I am in that point. I do think, though, this is a good thing to know about movies and TV, other entertainment. She's clearly wearing makeup. makeup. And that's a. Is that in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? She wakes up at like 4 a.m. to put on makeup. So the to guy, when he... Oh, uh, that was definitely bridesmaids. Oh. She wakes up, puts on makeup, and goes back to like, oh, no, I just woke I up. Just, I just woke up like Okay, me. Carrie just slept with this man and woke up with a lot of cash. Hmm. <laughs> All right, so Charlotte is at the artist's house that they were kind of fearful of. I have to say, I feel like this is a very relatable thing, too, of you have to question this, unfortunately, Motive. with older men or just men in general. So she's trying to get his art for her gallery. Mm-hmm. Great idea. And he's showing her his artwork. It's the closest I've ever come to pure universal God universal force. God force. Oh, that would make me nervous for sure. Ooh. Yep. Oh, no. Uh, oh, my. So when we're talking about female sex, we are actually talking about vaginas, which is very, very, yes, uh, probably, as we would say, it's not necessarily all, it's not just women. So let's leave it at that. Mm -hmm. However, we are talking about, yes, the vagina. He likes to draw and paint vaginas. Georgia O'Keefe has some amazing, and I love her art. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I guess coming from a man, though, does feel a lot creepier. Well, and just the way he's talking about it, it would be, again, I would just be like, oh, no. This is some kind of overture to something. And then the most powerful woman in Manhattan asked me for Balzac a Balzac hostess. Do you have a tampon? Oh, sure. The universal connector. Do you have a tampon? I've been in this situation many times. Yep. Me too. It worked now for me. Actually... A young girl is having her first period. I happened to be there, and she's freaking out in the bathroom. She was on the phone with her mom, and I was like, "I got you, girl. What do you need?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> From that moment on, we never had a problem getting the table at Balzac. But again. that exchange made them friends. Yeah, and forever on the list. There yeah. is something it's about women's bathrooms really can bring other women together, like mm-hmm. just strange women. And we've seen many a stories, but I think it does happen that way. Yeah, I think over things like periods, but also just. Women crying in bathrooms over breakups. We do kind of gather ourselves over there, or we're having a bad situation trying to get out of it. Yeah. Yep, we run to the bathroom sometimes. Mm -hmm. And end. Okay, Annie, so you were way <laughs> off. Well, I definitely um, think I misread the title. And, uh, okay. I had that in my head, even though you said it. Um, <laughs> what did you think the title was? Now I need to know. Nope, I got it right. 
I thought there was a. I thought you said the power of the female sex, which would have changed it for me. No, no, wasn't. but the power of female sex. I would yeah. have said the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. take. I regret nothing. You regret nothing. <laughs> um, okay, so obviously this is about specifically the vagina mm-hmm. uh, and the power of the vagina mm-hmm. um, and women and sex and, and in general, like power of money coming into play, all of that. And and you were close. But yeah, you definitely don't get more than 15% on this one. I'm sorry. <gasps> oh, I'm sorry. my gonna, lowest score yet. This is going to definitely put you down on the average. I'm oh. sorry. Um, but we do, and this is kind of funny because, yeah, the previous episodes, Sam talks about exchange of power, and she even says it in this episode, but we don't really see that exchange of power with her. Right. Who may have been the one person who really takes that to heart. Like, yeah, my sex is powerful. We will find different episodes where she talks about that. Mm-hmm. But we don't really see it in mm-hmm. this episode, which I thought was funny. It is focusing more on Charlotte, more on Carrie, obviously, and a little bit of Miranda with her power over Skipper. Yeah. I find it interesting because I told you, and I think I've told people about the incident that I did get money at one point in time, not because yeah. I got paid, but like a miscommunication, and I refused to talk to him again, and I kept some monies. <laughs> Yeah. But it's not exactly the same thing, of course. And maybe that's just more of like my embarrassment of it all. Mm-hmm. But I I do find it interesting. I've never been offered money. But when we talk about an exchange of power, that is a conversation that does happen. What I do like about the Charlotte perspective, even though I'm like, yeah, this could get really creepy really fast. It is the idea that the vagina holds a lot of power. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of funny, but it's true, which is also why we talk about how when we have conversations of politics or policies really trying to control and having a fear of what can come out of or what can be done because of or any of these things. I don't want to get too into it, but when we talk about war crimes or threatening women, that the first thing is to take the power away in that aspect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I, yeah, it is definitely a different take with this one. Yeah. And I find it really, really interesting that, because coming from the show, not knowing much about it, I did, for some reason, always think I would be a Charlotte. Now I, now I don't think so. But I, for some reason, I was always like, because I was like, she's pretty conservative and doesn't really like sex and not doesn't like sex, but is anxious about it, nervous about it. I find it interesting that she agreed because that's kind of the ambition power exchange that we're talking about and that transactional nature of sex that we're talking about. And for her to do it, it it kind of surprised me. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, it yeah. is. I, I guess I never thought of it because of the way it played out. The biggest, like, contention in all of it is, of course, the back and forth between Sam. And I think they had the perfect characters to debate it, which is Sam and Miranda. And, yeah, talking about what is the cost of this and versus what is the cost of, you know, the power of sex. And we actually do go back to, like, good sex, like, kind of, like, that you were talking about. But... Even the fact that, yes, they're talking about the vagina being, you know, such an art form or something so miraculous. But we also talk about the fact that, you know, sex and what it can buy or what it can get type of thing from women. Yeah. But also about, like, the woman holding power within a restaurant, like, even that. But I do find it interesting that two of those perspectives were male-led. 
Like whether it was the dude who she had sex with left money, and yeah. so like that wasn't any, who who had the power, who who said they had power, mm-hmm. as well as um, in the one that's like there's so many women that influenced my life that he had to do vaginas, um, and wanted and you know it just it was very like still under a male gaze, even with that. Yeah, I mean it's still very women being the gatekeepers of responsibility on you um, as a woman. And therefore, you get blamed for right. having the sex or not having the sex. But it's also really interesting, like, I'm thinking again about, wh- why would I leave this money? That's also such a power play. It is. To be like... Unless, kind of like how Miranda said, that the friend of hers was kind of hooking up. Oh, yeah. As if it's a high escort type of, like, a like classy sure. escort level of not realizing... And so he assumed that's what this was. Because, mm-hmm. again, there's nothing honestly wrong with any of this. There's nothing. An exchange yeah. of conversation, uh, of, of consent, of no harm, all of those things. You're controlling it. If you are controlling it and you're, you are happy with where this is, uh, with any like sex work in general, then wonderful. You do you. Like I mm-hmm. don't understand why we would demonize it. But at the same time, like she didn't know what was happening. She felt like... And maybe that is. Maybe this is an old-fashioned rhetoric against sex work in mm-hmm. general because they do make the Italian friend look really bad in conversation of who she is and maybe like, hey, she's happy. Mm-hmm. She's getting light. Like, I'm like, man, okay. She's going to go film ahead. festivals. Go ahead. <laughs> right. yeah. like, she's going through things and she is where she wants to be and she's controlling it. Mm-hmm. Cool. You do you, bro. You mm-hmm. do you. I love it. But again, like without caring, knowing what's going on, yeah, it does make you feel a little bit wary of the situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe this is a kind of look of like, hey, I think you're looking at this in a different, wrong perspective or misleading perspective of what yeah. this could be, what this was, or what this could be. But I again, think, yeah. we're missing a lot of background story <laughs> that we're putting into it. Sure, <laughs> I think that's a good point because I think historically we've had a long history of demonizing sex workers and like this power dynamic that does exist and we don't talk about enough between like sex and who has the power in it that you know we should always examine these messages that is kind of implying like it's bad to be thought as Mm -hmm. as a sex worker i get the i do totally get the like well why did you think that but as long as you're not like that's bad right (laughs) Um, right yeah, I actually have been, now that I think about it, I have been offered money for sex once Oh, in Italy, oh. outside the Vatican. Oh. And he said, this guy said to me, you could make $10 an hour as a secretary, or you could make $60 in one hour if you suck my <laughs> Ew. See, that's, again, <laughs> the, reproach, the approach of that is so bad. So, like. Yeah, hello, sir. No. Uh, Now that you say that, I did have an ongoing joke uh, because uh, I was a good friend with this couple, and the wife was gone, but I had hung out with the husband, and we were with his law firm. And uh, at one point in time, I just made a joke. I was like, yeah, I'm his mistress, because I'm like, they were like, how do you know Jarvis? And there was, and I shouldn't have, but it was just that, but they truly believed it. Um, and to the fact that I'm like, interesting, 
I did feel bad because one of the guys were like, so how how much do you make? And I'm like, oh, oh no, no yeah. what do I do now? Because it shouldn't be, and I shouldn't have. That's not the joke that I should have made. Mm-hmm. I think I was just trying to figure out how to get out of, like, having a conversation with lawyers, and that did not work out the way I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. <laughs> All of that to say. But yeah, I think there's a bigger conversation, as we always do. We always like having bigger conversations behind the story. But it's an interesting aspect of what they brought in uh, mm. in Sex and the City and how they decided to go over this route and what this looked like. But yeah, you were wrong. Uh, all right. Uh, maybe next time I'll get it. But for now, I will accept the loss for what it is. I have, what, 89 so episodes many more. to make so it many up. More. We'll see. <laughs> I think I can do it. I have faith in you. But in the meantime, listeners, we hope you're enjoying this um, and you're watching along or not watching along, but still laughing along with us. And having these conversations. And we would always love to hear from you, your thoughts, any suggestions you have. You can email us at stephaniamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I've never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Sorry we made you uncomfortable. <laughs> always. <laughs> and thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. <laughs> 